If I follow my mind, isn't that a great thing? To follow your mind. This is Lead Stories. I'm Latrice Lead, and today we're going to ask you to put on a, a new cap, if you will, that of reporter. You're going to be reporting on issues and events that have great meaning and should have great meaning because that's one of the things that uh, is of focus when the president gives his uh, State of the Union address. And that's what I want you to be a reporter of. What would you say, how would you describe the state of affairs in your part of the country where you are living? What would you even extend it to be as you look at the nation? Is it slightly different as far as you know? Or are you going to just focus on the state of where you live? What is the state of affairs where you live? And I'd like you to be as keenly perceptive as possible so that we can get a sense of whether things are the same across the nation based on the calls that we're getting or whether you have a particular analysis for where you live. What is the state of affairs? Will it get worse? Will it get better? 888-874-4888 is the number to call. And please be as analytical as you can uh, in telling us what you, every day, as you face the day, what is it that you are perceiving? Is it a change? Is it more of the same? Do you expect it to change or remain the same? Okay, you're a reporter, so you can take an analytical view today. 888 888- 874-4888, you're reporting on the state of your community as you see it. And if you can extend it a little bit, I'll, I'll allow it. Extend it to what you are hearing about the state of the nation. How does the state of your community compare with what is said to be the state of the nation? Could you take that assignment on? I think so. I think you, you've got what it takes to report authoritatively on the state of things where you live. 874-4888. Oh, sorry. I forgot the three eights first. 888-874-4888. Let's hear from you. Who's up first? Let's see. No calls oh, currently, Utrice. Okay, we 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 are dead. <laughs> You're leaving me hanging here. Eight 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 seven four four eight eight eight. This is a topic we talk about all the time, all the time. And I'm asking you now to be very clinical about it and talk about it from the point of view that you actually experience every day. What is the state of your community? What is happening? 
how is it shaping or affecting life within your community? And particularly, how is it affecting your life? What is, if I were to ask you to report to the nation today, and I'm asking, what would you say is the state of of your community right now? What are the most critical elements? What are the most urgent things that need to be paid attention to? And what are some of the good things about your community as well? But give us an idea what you live with every day from your own observation, your own experience. What is the state of your community? I need an analytical view, and only you can give it at 888-874-4888. Patrice, you have Phil from California. Uh, California, you're on the air. Hello, Eutrice. Hi, Thank you for who's asking calling? Us to report. Phil from California. Phil, oh, Phil. I didn't understand it. Okay. Hello, Phil. Welcome. And what is the state? What is your state uh, of affairs report with respect to the community in which you live? The state of affairs in California, um, I think, can be summarized in the phrase inverted totalitarianism, uh, which was articulated by Professor Sheldon S. Wolin in his book, Democracy Incorporated, uh, Managed Democracy and the Specter of Inverted Totalitarianism. How do you see it? You're telling us how somebody else sees it. That's, That's good, a good point of reference. But how do you see and experience it every day? What would you characterize as a state of the community in which you live? So the way that I see it is is, uh, quite consistent with uh, Dr. Wolin, and the way I experience it is uh, terror, horror. It's horrifying. For example, I was at the hospital today at a Kaiser clinic to take a family member, and there's no reason. There's a mask mandate. And when I asked about the mask mandate, there was no logic behind what I was hearing. And I try to explain that I haven't heard of any scientific studies that show that those masks prevent respiratory diseases, but people don't care. They tell me I'm just doing my job. And when I remind them that that's what the Nazis said during the Nuremberg trials, they just did what they did because they were just following their jobs. They don't want to hear it. The, The facts and the reasoned analytical arguments just bounce right off of them and they close down. So another part of this psychology, I think, is, has also been articulated by uh, Professor Matthias Desmet in his book, The Psychology of Totalitarianism. I also think there's some truth to that as well. The way that I see it, though, I would synthesize Sheldon S. Wolin, Professor Matthias S. Desmet, uh, the Stanford um, the Milgram experiments, and also um, Meredith Miller and her study of abusive relationships and narcissistic abuse, gaslighting. I would synthesize all of that together to explain analytically this psychology that I'm seeing around me. People yes, but are you're not giving us, if you don't mind me so interrupting, you're giving us 
an academic uh, interpretation of a number of different pockets of interest. What do you experience every day? What do you see in your community every day as you, you know, you go through life in your community every day? Remove yourself a little bit from the academic interpretations and explanations. What do you, Phil, from California, experience as your community every day? Where, how is it unfolding before your own eyes? Hmm. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I see just uh, a loss of a loss of uh, social relations, a loss of us able to talk to each other, um, a lot of fear, uh, a lot of desperation. I mean, I don't know how to explain. Do you mean like <laughs> how I see other people's behavior around me, or how how, how I do feel, you experience like, your community every day? Where where is it going? What what are you sensing? Yeah, I mean, I'm sensing that we're just going towards like uh, an anti-democratic society and it's very scary and everybody just wants to go along with whatever authority figures tell us and not question authority and to me that's very scary because what is on the I good side you have to that you experience and what's see on the good every side? day on the good side on the good side well on the good side is uh <laughs> A lot of people, there's still there's still people that are willing to talk, you know. I was talking to the security guard at the Kaiser, and by the end of it, he was telling he he was kind of agreeing with a lot of what I was saying, and he was saying that, uh, well, I mean, you know, the virus was was released from the Wuhan lab, and then and then he admitted that, and then he talked about depopulation, and I explained to him that's just a rehashing of the Malthusian catastrophe, but we got to some communication, and you know what, you trees. I credit you with, with with that because you you've given us a place to talk and you know none of my family or friends want to talk about reality they just want to escape into fantasy and entertainment and to me it makes me sad you know but but that's okay you know I try to just meet people where they are um, but uh, on the good, good side I guess you know there, there's you you Teresa there's Dr Gary Noel there's some people out there that are helping us <laughs> yeah but, you know. <laughs> We can't be everywhere. But, you know, you said something yeah. very critical, I, I think, and that is that you seeing both sides of your community, although from your telling today, you see more, more uh, desperation than hope in your community. How long could you live with that? Uh, with that perspective or with that desperation? With 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 what you're seeing, the the two sides, which one eventually you think will be the, the dominant one? <laughs> I don't know. I mean Okay. Yeah, I'm fair. taking I'm taking night school right now. I'm trying to do my best to be more participating. You know, I admire your callers like Jeremiah and um from what I'm doing, you know, I'm seeing positivity and I'm seeing that we're going to come out of this. 
because okay. I'm going to do my best until my last dying breath to, you know, help build community like the way you and Dr. Gary Nola helping build community. Um, I have to make more of an effort in my local community, but I don't have enough. I don't have a whole lot of time, you know, but um, hopefully I That's will. Okay. And hopefully, you know, we're all going to inspire That's other okay. people. To, to you know, the thing stuff. is, you are aware or you're growing increasingly aware of your possible role in helping to turn things around where you live. And that's the greatest news I've gotten so far today. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for calling in. Hey, thank you so much. I was very, af- I was very afraid to speak out uh, in 2020, 2021. I started speaking out more, and then your show. I'm speaking out more than ever, and I think uh, you're helping us build courage. And I thank you, Utrecht. I thank, thank you. So you. Much. I thank you very much, and for your call today, your state of the community. Thank you so much. 888-874-4888 is the number to call. What is the state of your community right now? How does it compare with the state of the union? Let's see, based on what you tell us. 888-874-4888. Who's up next? Brother David. Brother David. How are you? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> well, uh, as I look at it, it doesn't look very hopeful. It it is really bad. Uh, in my community, uh, gentrification is going on at uh, a very high level. I must have had hundreds of people call me to buy my residence because it's a hard community. And in another area, when it comes to knowing, knowing what is going on, I feel that uh, those who control things are extremely effective in tricking the people. I mean, because what we're doing as a country is very dangerous and is not in the interest of the people who live here. We have, we have, we have no business being in many of the places we are all over the world with our maybe a thousand bases and so forth. So I think that being that the people uh, generally are pretty much under control of that uh, fraction of 1% who control all those instruments of information, uh, we are in terrible shape because even people with all the academic credentials that I meet, some of them are completely ignorant of what is going on. So uh, I'm not going to compliment those who rule, but I just have to look at it and say these people are brilliant that a small group of people, we live in a society where a small, small group of people can trick such a large, large group of people. And people do not understand the game that they're in and who's winning and the fact that they are being tricked. So everything that's going on in the 
Congress and throughout the government structure is basically going in favor uh, to the advantage of those who rule at the top. So to me, this is a serious thing. Uh, I talk to people, and uh, it's amazing the reaction that is gotten from people who don't understand the American capitalist imperialist system that we live in and don't understand uh, how its tentacles all over the world. This is uh, very sad, and that is what is bothering me. The point is that uh, you're not going to get the information in the schools. You're not going to get the information in the media. Uh, you have to do your own study. And that's what I see in the community, and uh, it's not pleasant. From your vantage point, and you've been in that community for many decades now, Yes. Where is this leading? Is it leading to the annihilation, the, 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 the demise completely of your community? Uh, with the trend as I see it, uh, my community won't be here in a little while. Wow. Uh, and, and i give you examples. Uh, uh, there are a couple of apartment buildings close by, and there used to be lots of children there and mothers uh, from my community. And believe it or not, all of those people have disappeared, and new residents are there now. So uh, if the trend continues, and uh, I don't think it's uh, uh, really stopping right now, I get all these telephone calls and uh, letters uh, uh, one to uh, uh, take over my my property. I don't think that is going to change. This place is going to disappear, and it's going to be a completely new community. So uh, people understand one thing that uh, that is that uh, the, the people in charge, that is, they want this community, and they're going to get it eventually. There's, there's no doubt about it in my mind, because that has always happened. When those in power want a community, they find out a way to get it, and they do get it. Well, people may say that that's the natural order of things. Things change. <laughs> yes. They they do change, but they don't change in the favor of the people who have been here quite some time, and uh, that's unfortunate. But uh, the point is that people are—I I don't know where to start with some people because they have no understanding about anything in terms of who is really running the show and what's going on. They have no idea to their own detriment. So uh, ignorance is uh, uh, all over about what's going on. And, uh, you know, with the things with the uh, inflation uh, is, uh, 
very strong around here as people see what the prices are in the stores and whatnot, and they don't understand that's all part of the ruling class that runs the country and what they're doing, and they're capitalizing on uh, getting over on the people, uh, letting that inflation go up so they make more profit, and ruling the world, which is their goal. Their goal is to rule the world. And uh, right now they're working to destroy Russia. And as we know, for an economy like this to continue to grow, it must destroy its enemies. And that's, that's what they're trying to do now. And, uh, and the people will fall for it. Everybody should be uh, in an uproar about uh, getting into wars. Everybody should be uh, in an uproar in terms of making uh, uh, enemies all over the world and creating a, nearly half the budget in military expenditures uh, to the detriment of the people who live here. So that's why I see it, and uh, it's not pleasant. It certainly is not, but we thank you. Thank you for bringing decades of experience on just about everything of life in in communities. Thank you so much, and especially your own. Thank you. Thank you. 888-874-4888. What is the state of your community? We will hear great things that are happening in the State of the Union address by the President. What is the state of your community? What can you tell us? 888-874-4888. You know, the thing is that we seldom stop to think about things. We may observe trends and we think of them in isolation. But you just heard Brother David talk about how a community systematically was uh, forced into basic, uh, how he called it, let me get my notes, he called it a community in terrible shape. How did it get that way? It took years and years, decades in fact. And there was little resistance. So the community was absolutely open to predation. People saw, and not the best people, but they saw an opportunity. And capitalism has its demands, and its demands are to win. Number one, win at whatever the agenda is. And that's how many communities systematically were destroyed. You treat Muhammad from New York. No resistance. Muhammad from New York, you're on the air. Welcome. Good afternoon, you treat. Hope all is well. I hope so too. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to approach this somewhat analytically and analyze or analyst. That just means to look at. I'm going to look at in my community employment, 
housing, how people are socializing, and how it's impacted upon them socially. If you and, could do and this in, could, in a short amount of time, that would be great. Let's give it I a I sure try. will. Okay. I, I sure will. Okay. You know, the, the inflation, the way the prices are going up, that's impacting people about what they can afford to eat. And many people, another one is uh, employment. But first a lot of, all, of people are, I, I don't go general yet. Let's get okay. a sense of what community are you talking about? Uh, I'm talking about the uh, Queens community. Queens? Yes. Mm-hmm. Where Jackson Heights, Kiana, Woodside, Where Elmhurst. Woodside. Woodside. Okay. Yes. And what is the state? Give us the the blanket definition first, and then you can get particular. What okay, is what the definition would you like? state of affairs in Woodside, Queens, as you see it? Well, a lot of people are, what one of my students said one time, they're kind of down, downcast. You know, a lot of people are unemployed. They're having problems paying their rent. They're facing eviction. So people are... are you know, they're emotionally sad, and they're struggling, and not everyone, but many are somewhat depressed. Housing is a problem, employment, you know, all these things are infecting them. And what I'm thinking is, what we're looking at is, and I'm being general, and I'm going to get right off of it. We're looking at the fall of an empire, and these are the symptoms when they start falling. Military overreach. Yeah, but you're going broad again. Okay. Stay- focused with your community, tell us what the state of affairs is in your community and even how it okay. got there. Okay. Well, one thing, the, the, the rise in the prices of rent and then employment, and that just make a lot of people sad. And, and what that does is it results in crime also. You know, when people can't pay their bills, when they're worried about being evicted and some of the um, restrictions being lifted now and some of the financial support they were all this is about to be cut off and people are you know a little frightened and worried and scared and then the prices of food is going up and everything raising the rents on people so it's just leaving a lot of people sad and somewhat depressed and it's just it's really sad so that's that's the way i see it you know people are somewhat downcast but we're still hopeful but i, I think we just looking at the fall of an empire and that's how it happens what makes what makes the people hopeful, despite all of the challenges that they face every day? Well, their belief in themselves, their faith in themselves, their determination and will to get over the crisis. You know, belief, faith, and trust, and hope, and very little of that for the politicians. And with hoping the economy will improve, but I don't see that coming. But the people still seem to have hope and faith. And hope is just desire with its expectation, and it's really necessary that you have that hope because otherwise you would give up. So they are struggling, and it's a little crime also. That's how it's resulting or affecting some people. So hopefully it will what become... What do you think will happen, let's say, in the next couple of years, say five years? What would your community look like and feel like? That, that is a very good question. Uh, Utrecht, we are facing some very severe economic problems. The banks, you know, since they dropped Glass-Steagall, which they can, you know, gamble with your money, they call it investing, but a lot of banks can gamble now. 
and we go to say we all be heading toward a recession and a depression because the banks are insolvent and they're going to take people's money. Now they're going to have the bail ins. So we just going to have a lot of problems coming in the future. Okay, I have to end it here because I have some pressing issues to take care of, but we'll join each other again tomorrow. Thank you so much. We'll continue the discussion. Thank you. Thank you for hearing me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.